Are we ready? Pischetti. We are ready, Pischetti. We are <laughs> Chef Boyardee ready. Let's, let's go. Oh, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Um, welcome to I Kill a Spider for You. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And um, you're joining us for our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about literally whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And we talk about politics and we politicize everything. And we usually like rage against the man at some point. I don't know why I said the man like I'm a 50-year-old revolutionary, but the man. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I feel like is near and dear to our hearts, mostly 100%. because we rant about it a lot, but mm-hmm. it's basically the topic of fictional bad boys and mm-hmm. bad boy syndromes and enemies to lovers and all of the shit that you see all the time in mm-hmm. media that is like problematic as hell, but will never go away. <laughs> yeah. So yep. that's what we're going to be talking about today. I, 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 Carmen, are you ready <laughs> to get into this? Because I feel oh, like God. this is going to be I already like, have things like a high mind. octane conversation. Like this is not yeah. going to be a, we're, we're already stressed. And <laughs> I, just uh, to be fully open, we have been chatting for like an hour, hour, like raging. just ranting. <laughs> we are, our emotions are already pretty keyed up. <laughs> this may be a stressful episode, but we're going to get yeah. into it. Are if we, we s- on Coke? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I have, noticed, I have noticed that whenever I'm editing the episodes, I'm like, we always get so hype and crazy near the end because when Carmen and I talk to each other, it's like our energies bounce up. Like <laughs> it's kind of like molecules bouncing off of each other, but yeah. like it's faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. <laughs> We're already keyed up. Now I know why people don't always <laughs> want to hang out with us or find us intimidating together because like who wants to be in the middle of that? Fully. We went and saw um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings um, the other day. Mm-hmm. And there's a part in that movie where the two best friends are talking in a way that is just like bouncing off of each other yeah. and Carmen literally looked look, tapped me like this is us <laughs> yeah it was great it's true very true it's very true okay but, so let's right. get into it so we're gonna start the conversation by talking about like our personal feelings about bad boys and mm-hmm. bad boy um tropes Carmen do you want to start I want to say that my first like first of all when you as a Latina actually bad boys are not seen that well generally speaking now it depends what you count as a bad boy because in telenovelas there's always like a suave sophisticated evil one who like is also trying to fight for the affection of like the woman Mm -hmm. he's often rich and often a piece of shit um and so but when the woman if the woman ends up with this man he's oftentimes very much like like he's the villain. So it doesn't end well for the woman. So I feel like that was like my first. It's like a morality play. Yeah. Every telenovela, by the way, is a, is a morality play. Let's be real. Um, but as I got older, I noticed that like a lot of TV shows had like bad boys and stuff. And the first one that obviously comes to mind is going to come to everybody's mind is Jesse from Gilmore Girls. Oh my God. Yes. Jess from Gilmore Girls. That oh, is like. Dickhead. That is like a perfect. What like, an absolute yes, right? Perfect an absolute example. Dickhead, and like I loved him. Like I love Dean, but I love Jess more. Like even I mean, he's also like just in general. Milo Ventimiglia is like very attractive, but yeah. Um, like just his attitude and everything, and just like how Rory, how he like eventually admitted to like loving Rory, and you're like, oh my god, that's so cute. It should not be that hard, my friends. It should not be that hard. 
you know, and, and it was anyway. So I think that was my first real thing where I like really loved that. And then I don't know if there were other shows. I think there were other shows. I can't like place them right now that I would watch. Like a a lot of teenage shows had like the bully or like the poor kid that like misbehaved all the time who ended up with like the good girl. Yeah. Which was very, oh, what was that stupid, stupid movie with Mandy Moore? A Walk to Remember. Oh my God. Yeah. Wild. You ended up with the school bully? But yeah, I think, um, and then uh, Catherine and I will probably argue about this, but you know, uh, Sleeping, not Sleeping Beauty. Um, what's it called? Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, we uh, can talk about it. It's fine. Wow, wow, wow. Beauty and the Beast. Most women's the first introduction to if you raise him. I mean. He will be a prince. I mean, <laughs> we can't deny that that is an aspect of that film. Uh, <laughs> that's very funny because here's the thing. Your bad boys are actually like, slightly better than like the example that I have as my like er example of a bad boy because yours are in the narrative they are supposed to be complicated characters who like have bad tendencies but like right. hearts of gold or whatever right which yeah. is a kind of a classic bad boy idea the mm-hmm. other kind of bad boy is that that guy is a fucking awful person but because he's hot then we make Would that exceptions. be the rich kid? Remember the rich kid on Gilmore Girls, the blonde That's one? an example. Yeah, like that guy, the, the rich kid on Gilmore Girls, because he's I hot. I his name. He gets passes on things. I also mm-hmm. forgot his name. Um, but like- And he's not hot. And also like, number one, what I'm saying, it does overlap, of course, because he's hot is like a main stay of bad. No, no bad boy yeah. is ugly. I'm telling you that right <laughs> now. No bad boy yeah. is an ugly person. It's always because he's hot, but there's a version of because he's hot- and it's he's like a complicated sweet boy mm-hmm. and then there's because he's hot we're ignoring everything he's ever done right so like um, my I example a real life example oh okay go ahead go ahead ted bundy fuck you fuck that he's not even hot he's not well, no obviously but everybody's like lazy eyed so freak. handsome he was so handsome i can't i have no <laughs> that's why have... women stopped for him because he was so handsome girl we should follow this up with our planned um episode on serial killer groupies because we got to get into that at some point and honestly (laughs) we might mention it in this episode because you know but so my example of like a character that you like because they're attractive is Draco Mm. Malfoy Mm, yes and here's Mm. the thing about Draco Malfoy if you read the books He's a full piece of shit the whole time. He's a racist, obsessive, He's a racist piece, obsessive of shit. piece of shit the whole time, 24-7. The reason why people like Draco Malfoy is because Tom Felton was Felton. cute. Yeah. And specifically, yeah. the second movie, I think, is what like flips switches for everybody. Now, obviously, yeah. I am a, like a 30-year-old woman talking about <laughs> this, but I am talking about this from the perspective of 11-year-old Catherine. Yeah, exactly. Who saw 13 year old Tom Felton was like, hell yes, this yes. is absolutely what I am into. Uh, my, a friend of ours, we used to do this thing in like the sixth grade where we had this thing. We were like, Ooh, what would you do if this happened? What would you do if um, this person came up to you? And one of them was like, Draco Malfoy comes and <laughs> corners you and says something, something, something. What would you do? Because we were like so into Draco Malfoy. <laughs> not even a joke but i, even, I know who you're talking about how shame on shame on, shame on both, both of, of us 
but yeah so we would do that and it's like draco malfoy and harry potter is to this day a character where people will be like oh he should have had a redemption arc or a character who people will be like oh he was well, misunderstood he kind of did though he kind of did and people will like, ship child. him with yeah people ship him with like hermione. hermione they'll ship him with harry and as an added thing they'll make ron into this evil character usually when they do this so it's like there's like an older like fandom term that's like or like a trope that's like quote unquote Draco in leather pants and it's based off some fan fiction where Draco had leather pants but the idea is that like <laughs> he's actually a hot misunderstood bad boy and the off. inverse of that trope is quote unquote Ron the Death Eater which is like making a character who's kind of slightly shitty into like or can be slightly shitty because I, I I am part of the Ron Weasley defense squad but but <laughs> I mean, to someone evil, so you can ship your like good character or your female character with the bad boy. So I've anyway. never heard of this before, but you've blown my mind fully. Um, you can look those up. I think it might be on I TV don't tropes want- still. Um, but those to. are like older sort of like tropes Catherine. that you can talk about. Mm-hmm. But like fully, this is the thing. So guy is terrible. He is played by someone hot, and people will be like, "I am into this." Mm-hmm. And that is like developed to the point where like I feel like there are lots of male characters who are in media who are either fully supposed to be monsters or fully are monsters, but because they're played by someone attractive, people lose their goddamn minds. What's that show on Netflix about the stalker? You. you? Literally the guy Perfect who plays example. that character is like, what is wrong with you people? Like he's like, this character is a monster, but girls want to be with him or like him because it's a good looking actor or that guy did you ever watch the fall i did not watch the fall but i know about it yeah yeah um, it's a it's a what's his name christian gray plays that character right yeah uh, i forget his name jamie dornan, dornan. <laughs> there you go jamie christian dornan da- he... christian gray yeah <laughs> i've never seen those movies but i refuse yeah. to well i've never read the books i'm not gonna watch the movies um they I both mean, look stupid fair. and terrible. And I once I heard the plot, I was like, this is like highly problematic. Maybe we could find the fan fiction, the one that was uh, written, the, the oh, original fan fiction, the, and just the Edward right. and Bella version of it. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, The Fall is essentially a show about a serial killer who murders women. He's fazocked. So not only does he murder women, but he's also he also runs like... Um, I think he's a volunteer at like a... Like a like an abuse or domestic violence crisis line. Mm-hmm. And, and, and while he's doing that, he's also like, he's like a counselor. Like he'll talk to women to get out of abusive relationships. And then he also murders oh. women and does really horrible things to them. Huh. And I remember watching it now, Jamie Dornan is in my opinion, one of the more attractive white men in Hollywood. Um, Wow. I think he's bold statement. I think he's very beautiful as, as a white guy. Um, and, and I just remember watching, I was like, I feel like this is very confusing. Like, I feel like having a man that attractive as a serial killer can be very confusing. But the thing is, there are people who murder people who are like good looking. It does happen. But it's just one of those things where like in media, people make a joke about it because they're like, oh my God, I kind of really think he's hot. And I'm like, I don't think you'd think he was hot if he came into your house to murder you. That's the thing. And there is, we will acknowledge, of course, that there is a, there is like a, obviously established like distance between reality and fiction. We're not saying just because you think like this character is hot that you're fucked up. We're just saying 
it's all fucked up. <laughs> the whole thing is fucked up because, and, and like, obviously good looking people in real life get away with more things. That's also yeah. like a known thing. Um, people will romanticize, like, I mean, again, to talk about the serial killers, people saying Ted Bundy is hot or Richard Ramirez, who are just both vomitous people so inside ugly. and out <laughs> and like not hot at all. And people be like, I think he is cute. Like, you're like, why, why? Why? Go to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> yes. The serial killer groupies are the group of people who are like adjacent to this conversation who we have no sympathy for. We need for. to deep dive on that. <laughs> we have no we sympathy for. We're like, what is that. wrong with you? But for the people who like the fictional serial killers, we're like, listen, girl, maybe go talk. But to like, them. I feel like we've all said shit or we've all maybe because of media looked at things and kind of made jokes about it. Yeah. To a certain extent, because I know Idris Elba is in a movie where essentially he gets, it's a thriller. It's like a horror thriller. He can't, he like his car breaks down, whatever. He goes to this random rich woman's house. Um, I forget who, I, I forget who the lead actress is, but she's a big actress. I just don't want to say the wrong person. And her husband's off on business and she lives in this gigantic house. She's by herself with her kid. And Idris Elba comes to the door and he's like, can you let me use your phone? Cause my car broke down. And so, I mean, she lets him in. Right. And she yeah. just like lets him use the phone. And I, I the amount of people I was, like, who were like, you know, like what kind of a woman just like lets a man into her house. And I was like, if it's Idris Elba, yeah. he could have a cleaver in his hand. And I would be like, come right on in. Now, would I yes. probably not? But no, in real life, that'd be horrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, where like I've made those jokes where I'm like, he could come with a baseball bat. I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm like, please step on me. Like, like, like those are <laughs> things that you like I've definitely said or thought or whatever. And like again, it's like complicated media or like complicated characters in media or even fucked up relationships and like traumatic, oh. abusive relationships in media. You can engage with them and like, but it's it's just the notebook. <sighs> There are problems. There are problems we need to address because the thing is for all that we're like, there's a difference between media mm -hmm. and real life. Media bleeds into real life. And there are people who always take things too far. And there are people who like for real, for real have uh, difficulty separating fiction and reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I even think like, I think about the fact because when we were growing up, we were like in high school when the notebook came out. Which is a fully fucked up story. It's like it's the most fucked up. Like she was in a healthy relationship with a man that she loved, who loved her, and she ended up with like an emotionally manipulative, absolute like, ass hat. Of a human. Okay, okay, okay. Can you I don't imagine? care that it's Ryan Gosling. Okay, he if was he wasn't Ryan Gosling, if he was okay, the part where he asked her to go out with him on the Ferris wheel, he does this yeah. for those who haven't seen the notebook. Spoilers, I guess. But in the notebook, <laughs> um, the guy wants Ryan Gosling wants Rachel McAdams to go out, go out with him on a date. She's on the Ferris wheel with like some guy. Mm -hmm. He gets on the Ferris wheel. He hangs off the edge of it and is like tell me like you're gonna go out with me or like he'll drop he'll, he'll let go and literally she's like i don't want to go out with you and then he lets go one arm and she freaks out and is like i want to go out with you and it's supposed to be like a cute scene it's really it's not framed it's, as a cute it's scene. not that's terrifying someone's like i will kill myself if you don't date me and so then they end up dating she ends up leaving him because he's poor or whatever um, and then he's like, I wrote you letters every day for a year. I built a house for you. And she ends up with him because it's supposed to be like, oh, this connection is so incredibly strong. But it's like, in real life, can you imagine? 
if a man said that if your high school boyfriend number one who was already crazy (laughs) your high school boyfriend who was already crazy said he like wrote letters to you for a year and then built you a house i think you'd be actually terrified you would call the cops you would be like i can't this is your friends would be like girl he's gonna cut you up and put you in that like he like if this was real life she would be in the floorboards at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. she would not be in a relationship or imagine if he was ugly if he was ugly and he did that this would not ugly. be this Paul would not be Dano. A- Paul Dano as the main, <laughs> as the character. No offense to Paul Dano, full offense to Paul Dano. Like <laughs> if he was the character like that Ryan Gosling was, you'd be like, this is a horror film, right? This is criminal. This is an episode of Criminal Minds. This yeah. is not. This is not what what is, but this is not romantic. No, it's not. It's but because terrifying. it's Ryan Gosling, it's like oh, and I know so many girls that were just so entranced by this idea of like fighting all the time and like oh because oh, it's God, passionate yeah. and it's like now that I'm older I feel like I mean I had a couple of relationships Catherine will know or no maybe not a couple but I did have one relationship in my teens that was like really fucking toxic where we fought all the time and it was one of those things where like sometimes I would talk to certain people about it and they would be like yeah but you love each other so like it's fine. And now that I'm older, I'm like, you have probably watched The Notebook and yeah. been like, this, this if you fine. don't fight, then like, are you even in love? And I'm like, you can argue as a, you should argue every once in a while as a couple, yeah. but like not threaten to kill yourself. Also, there's a difference between arguing and fighting. Yeah. You know, like we need to critically examine media and like media, our perceptions of media affect real life. That's why we always say things like representation matters. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it does matter when you see yourself on screen. And it also matters when you see constant portrayals of toxic, yeah. terrifying relationships being like, it's so romantic. Can you imagine if a man did that for you? Yeah, so I want a stalker. A stalker, serial killer, psycho. The like, amount okay. of like romantic gestures that are just stalking behaviors as well. Perfect example of this is the show Jessica Jones, the first season of Jessica Jones, which is about a character who is essentially like the more realistic version of like a psycho boyfriend, even though he it, <laughs> it does involve superpowers and whatever. But the character, he can make you do whatever he wants just by telling you to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played by David Tennant and David Tennant is very charming, but the character is terrifying. He basically kidnaps the character, the main character of Jessica Jones for like a year and had her be in a relationship with him even though she didn't want to because she couldn't say no because he had a superpower right Mm -hmm. the whole show portrays everything as rape they portray it as abuse they portray it as like a monstrous trauma and violation as they should and yet there were still bitches out here being like i mean (laughs) david tennant did it i can't and Uh, the fact uh, that like (sighs) and the good thing about that show was that david tennant actually his character i actually watched this clip recently which is really weird but where david tennant is like I took you to all the nice restaurants. I had you living in the most yeah. beautiful condos or the most beautiful hotel. And uh, we traveled the world. And she's like, I didn't want to be with you. What the hell? Anyway. But yeah. I, like, and, okay, I mean, David I like David Tennant is the most adorable little angel. Of course. He is a he is an adorable. Which is like, I'm sure, human. intentional casting. Having of course someone it was. Charming. But he's terrifying on that show. He's, ter- he's, he's absolutely so terrifying. He is one of the top villains I have seen yo oh fully he's fully one of the top villains technically that show is no longer mcu canon i think but like he is one of the best mcu villains full stop yeah because he's a terrifying and he's like a super villain for one person and he's terrifying monstrous 
like mm-hmm. portrayal of like an abusive relationship but there were still people like oh david Tennant's so charming or like you there are moments where you like it but i'm like guys no and even now i think i mean not now i think they've always done this but i've always seen this disturbing kind of thing that happens where and i get i get that this is important to have these conversations about how people can change but the amount of conversations and the amount of like redemption arcs given to like oh. neo-nazis oh. Just oh. in normal media, like this doesn't have to be like a fictional TV show. The amount of it's like, oh, he met this woman and she changed his life. And now this neo-Nazi's best friends with a black woman. I'm like, I can't, I can't with those things. I don't listen. I, I don't think, think, I think it is necessary. important to like, I think if you are the kind of person of color who wants to be friends with a fucking neo-Nazi to like change them, I guess you do you, but like, <laughs> this should not be some sort of inspirational story that it's like, and we all need to hold hands with neo-Nazis. We do not. No, no. <laughs> do not. Uh, and, it and, will not okay. go well. It might not go well for you. Speaking of neo-Nazis, we got to talk about my arch enemy, uh, Kylo Ren. Oh. <laughs> oh, the character Lord. I've ever hated more. It's fucking, <laughs> Kylo Ren. I hate him. I fully hate him. And I've hated him I the cannot whole time. believe that they gave like, I know Star Wars is about redemption, like, start to finish. It is, yes. But, like, he was a whiny bitch, baby. He was a whiny... Like, here's a... Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about this fucking story. So, number one, my perception of Kylo Ren is the perception that they gave me, which is that he is, like, a whiny bitch boy who essentially is, like... He's, like, if... I've said this before. He's, like, if, like, Gloria Steinem had a neo-Nazi son. Like, Princess Leia's son is in the Dark Force. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's It's... Literally crazy that they that they did that. And like, here's the thing. Yes, Star Wars is about redemption. And often their redemption arcs are sloppy because like Anakin's redemption arc is sloppy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like his redemption arc is a redemption arc that's done through his relationship with his son mm-hmm. is very different than the relationship with some girl he met for reasons who knows why. For all of 10 and- seconds. And why does she like him? That is the biggest question I have. And I can't Mm -hmm. understand it. I fully can't get it. Because why Luke Skywalker cares about the redemption of his father, I get. Yeah. Because it's his father. (laughs) Why, Ray? She's invested in his redemption? Okay, this man, like, kidnapped um, her, tortured her, like, like, almost killed her friend killed his dad in front of her listen yeah. you kill a, 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 your dad in front of a girl she's not gonna date you I'm just like telling you right now yeah i mean i mean according to star wars she will but <laughs> you shouldn't kill a girl in front uh, you shouldn't kill your dad in front of a girl that's crazy mm-hmm. and then he commits genocide <laughs> she likes him because why there's no reason like it doesn't really give a reason they don't so all it is, is he like saves her life the uh, no he doesn't the doesn't only he? not in the in the second one but the idea is that like she's already into him by the end of the second one and that's when right, he saves her right, 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 or the right, third right. one he saves her so like in the first movie he's clearly the villain they have only like terrible interactions mm-hmm. we are supposed to believe she thinks he's attractive physically so she has a connection with him or that they're having some weird force connection and i call yeah. this this is this is where the trope to this is my personal trope like that i use is called man woman stare <laughs> man woman stare happens in these movies where man woman stare happens and man woman stare and i'm supposed to yeah. understand that man woman stare means we're really into each other we're in love we have a connection i don't understand man woman stare no. because that makes no sense especially with a genocidal monster 
but like man woman stare happens in that movie and because of man woman stare we're supposed to understand that like they have some sort of deep connection and then in the third movie they have the audacity to have this moment where ray is like oh i wanted to hold your hand i wanted to hold ben solo's hand who if you don't watch star wars it's oh god it's so much to explain but essentially kylo ren is ben solo whatever this bitch never met ben solo she's only met kylo Ren. And if you're telling me she like felt who Kylo Ren is through the force to quote Han Solo, that's not how the force works. works. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You can't feel goodness <laughs> and then just be in love with a person. Yeah. For why? For what? Mm-hmm. What's her problem? Why is she a terrible taste? She literally has John Boyega and Oscar Isaacs in the wings and she's not doing <laughs> nothing about it. Well, they're I too mean, busy with each other. To be fair, they are in love. To be fair, those two men are in love. <laughs> but why would, why? Why would you ever... I don't get it. I just, I, I do think that from a young age, women are made to believe that men, regardless of what they do, if they are attractive, they are redeemable. Or if yeah. you find them attractive, they are redeemable. You just have to work at fixing them. It's literally, I can fix him, the, the Star Wars story. Like yeah. they could, they should rename the saga, <laughs> the, the third movie saga as like, I can, but I can fix him. Yeah. Because, but the amount of women that stay with men, one, they don't think they can do any better. Sometimes that happens, especially if it's like a really hot guy. They're like, well, I'm never going to like, there's this whole thing about topping the hotness of like the last person you dated, (sighs) which is like so toxic because you could date a really hot person. Who's just like a murderous asshole, (laughs) or you could date somebody that's like not super conventionally hot, but like Maybe they're very good in bed and also are smart and kind humans, you know, like there could be other redeemable qualities that have nothing to do with them looking like they belong in the cover of, you know, men's health, whatever. They just, I just, it's so hard because so many women, especially now that everybody, especially kids are like stuck at home and like just on screens all the time. Like the amount of people who are probably watching shit that's just like super hella toxic. Yeah. And then they're going to possibly imitate those same relationships, especially if they don't in their home have parents who have healthy relationships. Yeah. Like God forbid they have the same dynamic of relationship. And then also on TV, they have the same dynamic. And then they think that it's like what you're supposed to be looking for. Yeah, I just don't especially get it. the impression, like, like like being a teenager, it's a very impressionable age. You're watching all this media, and like Think right of now, the amount of like toxic. I don't know about you, but the amount of teenagers that I've talked to in my life with the most toxic ass relationships I yeah. have ever encountered, cheating on each other all the time. You cheat on me, I'm cheating on you with your friend. It's just like the most <laughs> bananas, wild shit, and it's like, oh, it's because. The drama is seen as like what is needed. Yeah, and what's you're supposed to be looking for. You're supposed to be looking for drama because that means passion. And like, uh, like, like what? But so that, that series, that series that just up came in out. The, what series? Um, after. There's a movies. The movies. I remember I told you after. It's like based off of like a, a One Direction fan fiction from Wattpad. Oh yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes, there's yes. a whole bunch of books, and now there's a whole bunch of like um, movies or whatever about it. And this is a series about like a weird. <laughs> abusive version of Harry Styles who's <laughs> like like it's a very strange it's like a kid friendly 50 shades of gray toxic relationship nonsense and this is something that people watch and people like to engage with and there's so much like in terms of like books and series like enemies to lovers quote unquote stuff that yeah. people are into right now it's always like here's the thing here's the thing about enemies to lovers if it's supposed to be like they are like rivalry whatever 
to lovers story i'm like i can kind of get on board for that maybe but the people are out here being like no 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 i want my characters stabbing each other attacking each other and then being like but it was because i secretly loved you it doesn't make any sense and it does bleed into like a lot of adult relationships i think because I, I mean, I personally, I feel like I experienced it to a certain degree, but not in the, in the sense of like fighting, but Mm -hmm. a lot of adults when they're used to being in relationships where it's always fighting and toxicity, when they get into a relationship where the person is like healthy and they can communicate in healthy ways, they often leave those relationships pretty quickly because it feels boring to have stability because they're not used to it. Like it feels boring for things to just not be drama all the time. It feels boring to have somebody who like respects your boundaries. (laughs) But it turns out that it's not, but it turns out that it's not bored. It's not like boredom. It's just like, you're not used to it. So you think, so what you were confusing for like love and passion and interest was just anxiety and panic and stress. But so many people are in relationships um and confuse anxiety i i was i was more like i confused anxiety for like desire but i know people who like drama and all of that stuff was like how they measured their passion and willingness to be with somebody so when they didn't have to do that they thought that it was boring or they thought that like i don't really i don't really feel a spark like i don't really like this person and it's like no ma'am you're just mm-hmm. not having to like fight uh, five or six other women for this piece of shit man who, <laughs> for like, this piece of shit man's attention just, like an option oh god yeah it's 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 truly wild out there and people will just people confuse these emotions and then they see it in media and they're like oh that's what i want i want to have a relationship where someone like we're constantly fighting or where the guy is emotional there's, there's this whole other subgenre of just like the emotionally emotionally closed off guy like the idea that like oh and he never tells anyone's his feeling except for me he never he never expresses himself to anyone except for me and i'm like that is called being a man's therapist what are you talking (laughs) about this is not romantic that is called being in a relationship with a child who cannot um navigate their own feelings and probably needs to go to therapy this is not romantic no and like again and it's like because i fully understand the amount also the amount of men who do that is like a form of like trauma trying to trauma bond oh my god trauma bonding and i feel like again half the media we have is like characters trauma star wars another example i mean the kylo ren (laughs) thing that is full just trauma bonding men trying to trauma bond in these or men trauma bonding in these stories and everyone's like yay did you watch that show that came out recently um shadow and bone it's, I uh, did. I liked it. I did because I thoroughly, I watched it in one day um, because what's his name? The guy that plays the villain, I actually Ben have, Barnes. Like, yes, I have a huge crush on him. Prince Caspian. He, <laughs> see, you remember him as Prince Caspian. <laughs> I remember him as a villain from The Punisher. He's in The Punisher? He's, yeah, he's, no, he's the best friend. Oh. Who you and you Barnes. Have. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. what a dream. With the Handsome. short, with him with short hair. Running around with an AK-47, I was like, what a fucking handsome dream of a man. Handsome. Yeah. Handsome. But anyway. That- yes, that's an example. So, like, the character is the villain. He literally, like, does some, like, truly fucked up things to the main female character. And people so are like, man, he's hot, though. And I'm like, okay. All right. Listen. I was like, he could have killed her. Like, he literally, could've... spoilers for the show, he literally, like, does some fucked up body modifications to her. 
Yeah, that scene with the bone going into her neck and like half being like out jutting out of her yeah. body horrifying people like him people like that like ship because they're like she can change him or like or they like the idea of like her going bad too or something like that and it's like again this is fiction i can understand the appeal of these sorts of things Mm -hmm. but it's just like if this is constantly what's in your media it's going to impact you so like i mentioned this in another episode before there's a series called killing stalking which is a like a supposed to be like a horror series and it's like a manga or like not a manga, I think it's Korean, but it's um uh, like a drawn story. And basically it's like about this guy kidnapping this other guy and then like torturing him and he's a serial killer and it's this whole thing, right? And it's not a romance, okay. right? Mm-hmm. But like some fans of the series interpret it as a romance and no. like, oh, the guy's no, gonna, no. he's gonna change him at the end and they'll be together. And I'm like, no, he's going to reason why? cut him up with, he's gonna cut him up with an ax. For what reason why? Like, it's crazy. And that that we've got to the point where like we see these tropes happening we see bad man with nicer man or bad man with nicer person whatever and mm-hmm. we think that man will be changed by the end by the end of this mm-hmm. story this boy will be changed this be- yeah. bad man will be changed and like not everyone is prince goddamn zuko okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's oh, I mean, Prince Zuko is kind of a good idea. It's like a good okay, example. Here's the thing. This is why I don't. Part of the reason why I don't like shipping him with like um, Katara and things Absolutely like that. Absolutely not. That's a, no. Uh, it's no, because it just turns no. into this bad boy nonsense. Like, like I can change him. Bullshit. It makes me happy that the girl no. that he ends up with is literally like another email person who like yeah. wants to be with him and has always liked him and has like a past relationship with him because I seriously would be so irritated with another I can change him bad boy story mm-hmm. when his redemption arc is focused on himself and his family and his relationship with his uncle and his relationship yeah. with his sister and his father and his mother that's what that is about and that's what his redemption arc is about it's about like mm-hmm. changing your family blah 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 that's what it's about if if they in the live action version of this show, which they probably will do Zutara and have all this, like, I can change him bullshit. I will lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm going to throw my TV. I'm going to throw my TV across <laughs> the room. so mad. Um, I was actually just thinking about this. Um, a lot of people haven't watched Troll Hunters, but I, I've, I recommended every other episode. Uh, <laughs> but Troll Hunters has um, spoilers. There is a teacher and who works at the school who's actually like a goblin yeah. and is evil and the whole point is that he to control the troll hunter the character um and to like have something over his head he starts dating his mom because oh. he looks like a he looks like a human so he okay. starts like dating his mom as a way to kind of be like i'll kill her if you get in the way of my plans because he's always like around her okay and I mean, Guillermo del Toro wrote it so that he ends up falling in love with the mom and then he has like a redemption arc because he's like, oh no, I really like this woman. I actually don't want her to die. (laughs) So, um, which I found like a little strange because I was like, you literally were manipulating a child. If you found out that someone you were dating, if you were the mother in this situation and you found out that this man (laughs) was dating you you as like, as like blackmail your son you'd be like your well, son. goodbye now bye but anyway very bizarre and that's the thing i i don't i don't like this whole idea of 
these redemption arc stories oftentimes hinge it's always not always but like actually it is always because in media women aren't allowed to be mean and like Mm -hmm. have these redemption arcs in romantic relationships women only have bitchy mean toxic redemption arcs with other women like very rarely is there the tro- is there the story of like a woman is really shitty to a man and is You're really right. hot and then right. she gets and then and then and then she realizes the error of her ways and he changes her. Yeah, I sure. even like because even if you think about it, like thirteen going on thirty, she was kind of an asshole to him, obviously. But the whole thing is that she's her thirteen year old self in a in her thirty year old body and realizes she treated him like shit. Yes. Yeah. And then she goes back in time. So it's not like he changes her. She still has her redemption arc within her own bubble. Exactly. And yeah, with female, like like an example of like, um, again, like a quote unquote enemies to lover story. If you haven't seen Shira on Netflix, it's great. <laughs> they have that with the character of Katra and the character of Shira. Spoilers again. They end up together at the end and they give Katra a little redemption arc like in the last season. Although, although they do have her character be complex throughout the series. Mm-hmm. but at least they have the established relationship of they knew each other their whole lives or whatever they didn't exactly. just meet they were as, raised together as whatever so they already were basically in love before the series began but she is a woman in love with another woman and if adora was a man i don't think that would be the story <laughs> no of course not because women aren't allowed that same level we don't we're not allowed to be shitty people yeah we fix shitty people yeah we are not the shitty person like, I don't, I just, I'm, anyway. Yeah, the more I, I'm the writing that. Is, I'm going to be writing that. I'm going to be writing, I can change her fiction. I can change do her. It. I can change do her, but she, she, she um, keyed my car and she shot my dog, but I can change her, you know? Yeah, because anytime there's storylines like that in movies, it's always like a thriller. It's always like the obsessive ex-girlfriend who's yeah. coming and to she's kill a, your new girlfriend. She's terrifying and she's a nightmare and you're not going to end up with her course not but the man there's always a chance it's like but he changed and now then he saved me and then he did a nice thing for me okay we got to talk about anime for a second because i've been watching my hero academia which is a very good anime and the fandom of my hero academia is funny because like a lot of people get mad at that fandom because they just like are all about ships and like Mm. shipping characters together now i think it's fine to ship and ship characters i do that all the time but there is a relationship that even within like the context of like if they were just friends it would still be fucked up is the relationship of like the main character boy and then his like quote-unquote childhood friend now to explain this because the other media we've been talking about we've just been like jumping in because i'm sure everyone's seen avatar and star wars but probably not everyone's seen this anime I will just say that, like, the relationship between these two characters (laughs) is one boy is bullied by the other boy. They're friends when they're four years old, and then one boy bullies the other boy until they're, like, 14, and then slowly starts to be, like, nicer to him later, but even then is still bullying him. And everyone refers to them as childhood friends in the show. And then it seems to be like, oh, they're they're going to be best friends. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? This guy is constantly shitty all the time. He's treating him like shit. Treating him like shit. And the thing is, I love that character. He's, the character of Bakugo is like very amusing. And like his character gets better and blah, blah, blah. But even like treating them as friends is already a stretch. But the fandom is like obsessed with the idea of them together as a couple 
or like a Catherine, section no. of the fandom a section of the fandom is and i'm just like listen <laughs> that's not shouldn't date somebody or you shouldn't want someone to date someone who bullied them for 10 years i don't understand but i i just it's just so common it's just so common that people are like well he bullied him because he secretly liked him or he bullied he, he bullied her because he secretly liked her and i no. just can't with that trope i can't with the trope of i was cruel to you because i had affection for you like no 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 but that's basically what we're raised with it is what we're raised with again and just that's the thing we're raised with these ideas we're raised with you can change him we're raised with but the, the the boy who pulls your pigtails likes you we're raised with like um, if he's mean, it's because he's like dealing with some blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Or if he's closed off, like you can open him up. All of these things we're raised with. And so whenever people engage with media, they just like rely on these insane tropes. <laughs> and then they, that's how they engage with it. And then it loops back into their real life where they think it just, just, it's a, it's a loop of reinforcing these bad ideas that I just think is toxic and bad. And we need to discuss it. And we can't keep hiding behind the idea that this is fiction. So it's okay. It's, that's not it's just not it's simply not the case no because it bleeds into everything else that we do yep and also it would be fine if there were if there were educational tools within the school systems mm -hmm. uh with parents regularly where there were honest discussions on what healthy relationships look like and feel yep. like yes but schools don't do that and it should be part of the health class. Yeah, and parents about, like, don't do that. Sexual organs. We talk about like, well, I guess we did. I don't know if everybody does anymore. <laughs> um, uh, but like, we talk about sex and sex education. We should also talk about. We should have like a subsection of sex education that's relationship education and yeah. just like things that are okay in a relationship and things that are not boundaries that should be set and things that are not because the thing is, like yes everybody's different everyone's relationships are different but there are some things that are just hard and fast rules that's like you need to respect yeah. the person you should not be fighting all the time there's no need for any sort of violence there is you should not have a relationship yeah. where you feel like something is being held over you or that you have all these like weird unresolved traumas that you're dumping on a person like all of these things are yeah. like clear hard fast rules and yes it's fun to engage in like media where there's toxic relationships because it's interesting for the story's purpose but like i think we just need to have a basis where people go into media understanding that this is fiction and not something to emulate no but it's happening it's happening um, non-stop i think a good a good resource that i found that i've mentioned to a few people in the past who have asked me about like healthy relationship stuff um and i am not tooting my own horn but uh I did help work on it, um, but the YWCA, their national office of YWCA Canada did have at, I think they still have it, but they have like a survey that you can do that like young women can do, or just like young folks in general, um, where it asks you a bunch of questions and it's like a map. It's like a roadmap. It's one of those, like, you know, if you answered yes, go here. If you answer no, go here. And so it's like a, a bit of a roadmap. And at the end, it says like healthy relationship. You may be in a in an unhealthy relationship or this seems like an unhealthy relationship. And like, it's a great, just like a tool and assessment for like young 
like te- like young teens who may be mm-hmm. in relationships to kind of assess like hey is this healthy is this not healthy and like where am I at um and it's it's like a really good resource and and a lot of people use it like we like so many agencies ask for it because nobody actually talks about it yeah that's good that's great actually we should put a link in our yeah I'll I'll send it okay we'll put it in the in the in the we'll link it on in our Instagram but uh for the post for this episode so you can find it but like it's it's wild out there and just like I just like it's like drinking responsibly like in like engage in your media responsibly (laughs) yeah and also just remember that when you're wondering why so many men assume that women have to put in a bunch of emotional effort into getting them like the amount of men who are like I want a woman who like forces me to grow it's like um the amount of times I hear that and so grow what grow where like if like everybody has to grow obviously but you should not feel forced to grow if you need to be in a relationship in order to feel compelled to grow as a human into a mature human being that you want to be um I think we have issue you need therapy my what's friend. that quote what's that quote it's like um women are not rehabilitation centers for badly raised men a hundred percent like it's fully and that's and that's the media okay just to talk about it because I know you wanted to beauty and the beast I don't need to say nothing listen I ain't gotta say shit here's the thing about beauty and the beast it's a fucking fairy tale <laughs> So I it's give terrible it a fairy tale. <laughs> but it is another example of like media that you engage with when you're young, where it's like, this man's a literal beast. He's a little monster. <laughs> but like this woman is kind and it changes. It domesticates him. him. Now I will say the thing about Beauty and the Beast is that she doesn't Here we go. Okay. There is a <laughs> distinction, I think, between man woman <sighs> changes man and man changes himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the character in Beauty and the Beast is an example of man changes himself a bit more than woman. She's not like working on him. You know what I mean? She's not like sure. making, she's not doing anything. She's just like, he changes because of whatever. Now, I will say that's a fucking fantasy, but, <laughs> but like, yeah. But at the same time, that is a story of like seeing examples of goodness and then changing yourself rather than a woman working on a man in the traditional sense and that's also another thing if for the love of god i will fight to the death about mr darcy and like wait the way people talk about that character and like compare him to other bad boys or whatever or compare him to other characters mr darcy is not a fucking bad boy you guys i don't know if you've read or watched pride or pride and prejudice but mr darcy is an asshole who's rude at parties like that's his problem (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like he's a dick at parties and he's and that's it like that's his main thing and he's also awkward. isn't it Colin Firth yeah um and he's social, now. he's socially awkward and and rude and a, di- a kind of a dick that's literally his big slight at the beginning is that he calls her ugly and he doesn't want to dance with her like this is the character he and then just, I, I was gonna say something very terrible but anyway go ahead but then in the story the point is that like he goes and he proposes to her and she's like fuck you I would never be with you and he's like oh shit am I shitty and then the character changes and that's the story of Pride and Prejudice and she also has her own whatever but like whenever people engage with Pride and Prejudice, I think they put a lot of like she can change him narrative on their like mental like perception of that story. Right. And again, it's not a she can change him. It's a, oh, 
am I the asshole? Story. Right. And that doesn't Which is the same as, Be- as Beauty and the Beast, which again, these are fixed. This is the real fantasy. The idea that a man <laughs> would see a woman behaving well and be like, or a, a woman rejecting him and then take a lesson from it. Now that is fiction right there. Mm-hmm. But I will say it's not a traditional sort of quote unquote, like bad boy thing. <sighs> anyway, I just, I get mad. I get mad about it. I get mad when people besmirch Mr. Darcy by calling him a bad boy. <laughs> I'm like, he's just a dick. He's just a dick at parties. I can't stress it enough he didn't, he didn't attack there's literally a bad boy in pride and prejudice his name is mr wickham and he's like literally described as terrible <laughs> like like his the things that he's done is are actually terrible and he's actually a bad boy character there's a character who's a bad boy in the story and they just i don't understand <sighs> sorry I've this is my personal it. pride and prejudice <laughs> like beef that i have with the way people talk about it but kevin gets heated we all have our heated. things I get heated talking about Pride and Prejudice, but like, yeah. Okay. You know what would be a, a funny thing? Like, do you think if Gollum was hot? <laughs> We're not having this conversation, Kevin. We're not having this conversation. We're not having this conversation. We're not having this conversation. What are you talking about? Stop this. Do you think that people would engage with him differently? <laughs> oh God, they would. Is he a murderous man in a cave? Yes. Ooh. But still hot. If he was hot, imagine like Grima Wormtongue from The Lord of the Rings, for those who don't know, was hot. Yeah, they'd be like, well, he he tried to bewitch a woman into sleeping with him and had a man's son exiled, but still hot. Still hot. Still and the thing is, there are women who are into Grima Wormtongue. What? I don't know why, but there what? are. What the Severus mean? Snape of it all, Carmen. The Severus Snape of oh. it all. Severus... Oh, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about Snape. We didn't talk about Snape. Okay. As a side note, by the way, we're talking. We talk about Harry Potter, and we engage with Harry Potter as media that we like, but we're not like pro J.K. Rowling. This is this no. is this Just, is not. We have been able to detach the author from from the media the book. Yeah. Now, does that mean? that you know we're, we do not believe in her shit now when people are like isn't that do you still read it even though jk rowling listen to me who i've never heard of this woman never heard of her who? i don't know i've her. never i thought it was a ghostwriter i thought a ghostwriter wrote the book maybe she can turn it around i don't know i feel like Catherine, she is a white woman who's i know she's not going to i know she's not going to because she's a white woman she's a billionaire she's in a bubble and like she's being love bombed by turfs but like i just think <sighs> I think that she's an interesting, like, this is a fully, full digression, <laughs> but I think JK Rowling is an interesting example of how like fame and how these bubbles can like really like transform a person into like a monster because yeah. like, and especially also like the amount of like, it, like feedback she gets from other people. So it's like, she'll get like all this, if you have an opinion that's bad, right? Like in regular real life, someone will engage you with it and you can like have a discussion about it but if you're like a celebrity billionaire and you have a bad opinion and you say this opinion people say fuck you you're wrong and then a whole bunch of other people are like i love you you're right you just choose the i love you you're right people. yeah yeah and yeah. like it's just like like i feel like you could i want to like go through her twitter feed or something and like see her descend her descent into madness you know and i feel like you can you can just see it you, you can probably see it, see it. here you by here see it. just so just madness just saying with her starting to say it with her chest being crazier 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 that weird essay that she wrote that crazy transphobic essay it's just like how did you get here bitch you know 
It's like anyway. It's like that, it's like that lady from I, Star, from 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 the Mandalorian, where I was like, "You're gonna yeah, dig your heels in." Gina Carano. She. You can also see it. You can just see people dig their heels in and then lose their minds. And I just <laughs> feel like it's fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> a full digression. We'll do. We'll do another episode. Oh my god, we should do a point. J.K. Rowling update. <gasps> that'd be amazing let's um, do that okay okay we're okay. going to full, do that. Okay, okay okay full digression but severus snape listen hurt people <laughs> sometimes not always hurt people you you know okay um okay now okay okay so Sever- I, 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 <laughs> Catherine and i have um very different perspectives on this <laughs> okay so when i first read harry potter and i first read the part where like snape dies his tail oh my god <laughs> right heartbreaking destroying i loved it princess tail is beautiful amazing cry the part cry, where he cry. dies and he says look at me and you know it's because he wants to see the eyes of the woman he loves you're like oh my god i love this so much now i see that and i'm like yo what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Now I read that and I think, um, excuse me? I'm sorry. So this whole story is about you being like, cocked or whatever. You just, this woman didn't want you. So you just were obsessed with her your whole life. You were in love with her, even though she didn't want you. You stole a letter like that she had written where it said, I love you at the end of it. So you could have like her writing saying, I love you. You you need to move on, bro. This is a crush from high school. Get it, get a life, get a life, get a life, man find somebody else this is sad is what it is it's not romantic it's not beautiful it's the story of a stalker but it's the tragedy of it all it you is know? tragic oh oh if we say he tragic. was he lived with an abusive father who treated oh, him get like over garbage. it who hasn't like <laughs> get over it that's I don't, fair. literally literally <laughs> that's like in jessica jones there's a part where it's like he's like oh my family blah 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 and she's like you blame bad parenting everyone in this room has had bad parents and we didn't do the same (laughs) shit you did um that character yeah it's just it's creepy is what it is he abuses a child because it's not the child he abuses harry potter because harry potter is the son of the woman he loves and someone else possibly a little harsh he he is an emotionally abusive teacher. <laughs> yeah, never mind. That's right. And but he, he emotionally like abuses all everybody. The you know what? You're you're right. He literally makes Neville Longbottom cut up frogs, even though Neville has a pet frog. He does that when when Hermione has that spell that hits her. Yeah, and and see, her teeth. He's like, long. I see no difference. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a burn. That would stick with her. Like, literally in the story, Hermione Granger uses, like, when she has her teeth go back, she makes them go back to be even smaller than her normal teeth. Yeah. You telling me that's not because uh, her teacher made fun of her in front of her whole class? Ugh. Regardless, I Ooh. still find A Princess Tale tragic. Um, it I is, find I that will, chapter tragic. Every time I read tragic. it, I cry. Every time he dies in the movie, I cry. Um, I, but you know, possibly, you know, this our not friend Caitlin and I that we mentioned literally every episode when we went to see the Deathly Hallows when it came out opening day. Caitlin and I may have been in a theater full of crying women. Again, Were we crying as, as well. It's not possibly. sad. I'm saying it's. <laughs> lame and weird pathetic and like get a life (laughs) and also can we talk about the fact that several okay alan rickman rest in peace 
um, was 60 <laughs> years old in like the first Harry Potter movie. He's supposed to be playing a 31 year old character. Yeah, yeah. Because he's supposed right. to be like 31. We're 30 now. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not Carmen, the right. As thing. a 30 year old, um, do you, are you hung up from anybody from high school? <laughs> no. I was like, doesn't high school it. feel no. like a million years ago? Well, some people are still hung up on us from high school. Listen, Carmen. Carmen is currently uh, being not stalked, but um, someone is. People are trying to engage her from high school, who are like, "Oh, she- I wasn't even thinking of that. I was literally thinking of Jensen." Oh, I'll bleep his name. Um, yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll bleep Carmen, the whole thing. <laughs> Carmen has multiple boys from childhood who are like waiting in the wings, like rubbing their hands like flies. Like <laughs> there's a yeah, there's been yeah. So I do know like high school. Well, high school boyfriend. That's okay. Can you imagine Jensen? Jensen. Jensen. Yeah. Is emotionally a teacher of your son, emotionally abusing him. You think that, and he dies, and you're like, is yeah, this Yeah, I'd be like, fuck you, bro. Who cares? Like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> From yeah. the grave, like, the character of Lily Evans should be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. And, I like, get and, where people are coming from. And in The Prince's Tale, we find out that, like, he called her, or no, we find out that before, I don't know, when do we find out that he calls her a mudblood? Uh, I think it's in the sixth book because he, uh, Harry finds out because he's in his brain. That, yeah, right. Okay, so imagine this, the narrative of Snape is I have a childhood female friend um, who, I'm I call, who I'm in love with. I call her the N-word. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! I call her the N-word and then um, I cut ties with her. I join a neo-Nazi group. <laughs> I... I um, I mean, when you put it like that, I it find out really like my neo Nazi, my clan leader is gonna kill her and her Heather, son. When I say, you put hey, it like that, it sounds really bad. <laughs> I find I say I say, hey, clan leader, kill her son and her husband, but not her. And he's like, whatever. Um, he my clan leader kills the girl, everyone, and whatever, and everybody. And then I see this uh, mixed blood son that she has, and I fucking abuse him emotionally as a teacher. Oh, and then Lord. I die. And then everyone's like, boo, who, you neo-Nazi shit. Well, when you put it like that, Same. it sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. When you put it like when, that. Whenever people like <laughs> ship Hermione and Draco, I'm like, no, no, I, no, 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 no. No matter what happened in my life, no matter how this person changed or how good looking they were, someone calls me the N-word even at 13 and I say never. <laughs> I'm just saying that's just me <sighs> anyway anyway this is our discussion if folks would like to comment and share their thoughts on this you are more than welcome to comment on the instagram page you can please send engage email. you can do whatever you want it's totally fine um catherine do you have any recommendations oh girl i'm still worked up do i have any recommendations okay um i've been recommending anime and i will continue to be recommending anime for fuck's sake i'm gonna be recommending um the volleyball anime haikyuu i really love it i've watched the whole thing and i'm re-watching it now um yes it's an anime about a volleyball team and yes wow. yes i don't care about volleyball but do i like the show <laughs> i really do it's very good it's, the characters are really nice it's very fun to watch 
um i i watched it in japanese first time and then i've been watching the dub the english dub and it's actually not a bad dub like i feel like dubs used okay. to be awful and now this one's actually not so bad and i'm watching it in english specifically because i want to do other things and have it on in the background mm-hmm. and obviously i can't do that with when i'm when i'm reading it so i'm, I'm recommending haikyuu it's um, a volleyball anime that's very good and is often rated as the best sports anime, okay? On the, all the list. There are more than one sports anime? There are so many sports Sport. animes. I, wow, love wow, a, wow. I love a sports. I don't care about sports anime, sports in real life at all. You give me a sports anime. Ooh, you know what? If I'm going to recommend a sports anime, I'm also going to recommend yeah. Yuri on Ice because it's very gay. Yuri on Ice is the gayest thing in the world. Is it about figure skating? Yes, it is. And, oh, wow. and, and it's wow. literally a character, literally a story of like this figure skater um, getting a coach who's like a famous figure skater and them falling in love. And they do everything but say that they're actually in love. They literally exchange like wedding rings, but say these are promises for something. It's as gay as the, the, the creator could make it. And they literally like basically impl- it's implied that they kiss and that they're in love and every, I think they say that they're in love, but it's done in a way where it's like, you could have plausible deniability if you wanted to put a blindfold on because of like censorship and stuff. Anyway, I'm recommending sports animes here today. What do you got? I'm trying to think what would I recommend that is good that I've watched recently. Actually, I'm not going to recommend like anything on a streaming platform right now. I have come to terms with the fact that if anybody from BuzzFeed makes a YouTube channel, oh my god, I will me. follow it. Anybody. Of course you will. Almost anybody. I think there's a few I don't, but like there is a show that's like it depends what you're into. Um but there is a channel called the Kitchen and Jorn Show, which I is fully watched them. So yeah, I can't even. and they and they literally just do like um, Trader Joe's hauls, and they test out all the food and they like rate it. And you would think it would be very boring, but it's actually very funny because it's just two regular humans, regular two regular queer women talking about like the basicness of certain foods. And I just like it's just wholesome and nice. Uh, it is wholesome so, and nice. It's a wholesome, it's fun wholesome to channel. Kind of watch while you're like eating if you don't want to watch anything stressful. Um, another one that's good, obviously, is like the Watcher Channel, which is like the two guys from BuzzFeed Unsolved. That one's good. Doing a bunch the of puppet show shit. is my personal favorite. The the puppet puppet is what is puppet 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 history. I like that's that. Great. I mean, I do. I love their. They do these guys do countdowns that are truly when I tell you, you sit there and you're like, why the fuck am I going to watch three grown men talk about like rate the best dogs, <laughs> like best dog breeds. And you'll sit there and you'll watch, you'll be like, you're like, wait, what? And then you get very invested. I mean, yeah, there was one where they rated cereal that and you were oof, my mind. It blew my mind when they did it. And I mean, everybody on that, on that episode had their mind blown by someone's number one cereal blew my mind what was, anyway. in the, what was the tell give, give, give us a spoiler what's the number one cereal that blew your mind the guy said oatmeal <laughs> that's not a cereal <laughs> yeah it is it's a warm cereal no it's not carmen it's a, yes! it's a, it's a so stewed that dish whole, that's the whole that's the whole point because he said he literally and they have like a michelin star chef who's who's rating because it's always them the two guys rating and then like an expert of some sort and so it was a michelin star chef and so they were rating like 
Captain Crunch or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Is and rice then- pudding a cereal? <laughs> I'm asking. Well, this is how, this is how heated it got because he said, <laughs> he said oatmeal. And then the other two, first of all, the Michelin chef yelled at his wife in the other room because it was over Zoom. And he's like, Shane said oatmeal. And you just hear her go, what? <laughs> and they're like, and the, and the co-host is like, I hate you. I hate, I hate you I, so much. I can see. I'm already annoyed. That's not. <laughs> you is need to watch it. pudding a cereal? You need to watch or it. If I eat rice with milk argument. on it, is it a cereal? That's not cereal. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. You'll, you're, it'll blow I mean, I'm mind. already invested. I'm invested now. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on our like heated discussion about <laughs> enemies to lovers and bad boys and bad relationship tropes in media. And you can find me anywhere at DCC Williams. Um, and you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for You basically everywhere and I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on Twitter. And yes. Carmen, you can find her. On Carmen underscore Maria 416. I do want to say if you haven't been or haven't followed us on Instagram or Twitter, I highly recommend you follow us at least on Instagram because I made a reel recently that I think is... <laughs> the most successful reel we've made yes it is and it's just me being roasted by every person i know yeah yep so it's pretty great it's i mean honestly it it bleeds (laughs) into this because it's about carmen's type and if you see a picture and you're like who put that mean picture in her like selection of types it was me it was me (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, that one's good. We should, and we will be adding more. We'll be doing more um, Instagram, you know, engagement and reels and things like that. And also, please rate us and review us on on Instagram, Apple Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, and whatever podcasting app you go to, but Apple specifically because it helps people find us. Mm -hmm. And you know, recommend us to your friends. Say these bitches be crazy, but they're always fun to listen to. (laughs) All that being said, have a great day. Uh, good night, good morning. Good night, good uh, in case I don't see you. Good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs> you know, my sister started selling me um cinnamon flavored gum like I was on the Truman show. You know the part in the Truman show where she sells the cocoa? Yes. She yes. was like, You're sad? How about some cinnamon gum? And I was like, <laughs> she said, How about some dentine ice cinnamon gum? And I said, Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Doesn't she know that that's like your worst fear? <laughs> my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare, Carmen. <laughs>